Dr. Michael Roizen. Dr. Michael Roizen. You, the Owner's Manual Radio Show. Can a minute of your time improve your work creativity and give you many minutes back? Well, I think that's one of the theses of our guest today. This is 1076B of You, the Owner's Manual Radio podcast. Thanks very much for downloading us. Do tell your friends about us. Our guest, Juliet Funt, is a renowned keynote speaker. She's a tough love advisor to Fortune 500 companies, regularly featured on top global media outlets, including Forbes and Fast Company, and the founder and CEO of the company by her same name, the Juliet Funt Group. Um, JulietFunt.com is how you can find out more about her and the book. And let's talk to her about why a minute is so important. The book title is A Minute to Think. Um, Before we do that, I do have to tell you that we are, as usual, in fact, I have the joy of telling you that we are, as usual, sponsored by lifesfirstnaturals.com. They make that bovine colostrum product that's been shown in randomized double-blind trials to decrease your risk of what we call gut uh, leakage or leaky gut, um, often associated with bloating after if you're a strenuous exerciser, um, also associated with a decrease in upper respiratory infections. I should tell you I'm on their scientific advisory board. I actually asked to join when in doing a search for what decreased upper respiratory infections shortly after COVID hit, um, I found to my surprise that the most potent product was bovine colostrum. It was tried and, and the randomized controlled trial was in Italian athletes who wanted to see what they could do to keep in the game of soccer. Soccer, obviously, national sport, but they were having they were having absences on their soccer team of stars, um, so they started taking bovine colostrum and reduced that. That led to randomized controlled trials of the pills uh, that lifesfirstnaturals.com uh, produces. lifesfirstnaturals.com. Now let's turn to our guest and talk about a minute to think, um, Julian. When I saw the title, if I can use the name Juliet, julietfunt.com is how you get in touch with her. Um, I I immediately thought of the one minute manager. Um, Mm. This is kind of the contrary view of that. Not that it isn't a one minute manager, which saves time, but this is one minute without a manager other than yourself. (laughs) It's a one minute potentially without anything, but It doesn't have to be to think. It could be to breathe or plan or recuperate or create. And it it is this uh, space that we so desperately need in between the busyness and the frenzy of the workday. And now, is it really one minute? Or in other words, what I try and do um, is every half hour I take two minutes to walk. And if you do that, you can think while you're walking without uh, talking to anyone. Um, 
is is there have you tested is it one minute or five minutes or 20 minutes what's really needed let's go to the macro before we go to the details that you're asking me for so the big metaphor that we want to grasp is that of building a fire if you were sitting in front of fireplace and you're trying to put together your materials your newspaper and your pine needles and your wood you would be careful not to miss one critical ingredient that without which your fire would never, ever ignite. And that is space. As I said, it is the space in between the combustibles that takes a spark and draws it into being a blaze. And I really deeply believe that human beings and the way that we work and the way that we live have the same model, that when we have oxygenating space, all sorts of things become more possible and become more easy. Now, the autonomy of the system is that you could take a minute and I could take five and someone else needs 10 seconds and maybe we keep alternating what we need. But that core idea of oxygenation is what all of our work is about. I believe that good people wake up in the morning, they have this little spark, they choose their outfit, they get their coffee. And then that spark is really very often extinguished by the nature of the day, and, and that's what we want to stop. In fact, I can tell you in medicine, um, the spark of empathy is often hmm. uh, extinguished by the exigencies of doing so much. So hmm. um, I, I think that is a very important Having enough time to uh, be able to empathize is, I think, one of the keys in medicine that is often uh, missed by our crazy schedules. Um, so there's actually there's a doctor in the book. There's only one reference to a non uh, to a different kind of professional in the book, but a gentleman named Frank Reed shared with me, family doctor in a small mountain town, shared with me that what he used to teach his interns was that they should pause for 30 seconds outside of every door that they were about to enter to come all the way into themselves and make sure that they were fully ready and present emotionally and, and mentally for that patient. So um, it's, an interest, it's interesting where you went with empathy because I, I have heard that and completely agree. Um, give, give us some examples because the book is, is filled with uh, these wonderful examples and I don't have a favorite. I suppose um, if I was going to say my favorite would be the story about His Holiness. Um, but give me um, a favorite of yours. Hmm. A favorite story from the book? Yes. Of, 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 uh, of one of these examples of how... In other words, when one... one I would assume when one criticizes... The concept, it is, I don't have enough time to take that one minute. But what mm -hmm. you show in the book is that it increases the rest of the values you have, um, or the rest of the value you have. And, and so I'd like to, you to pick a favorite story that exemplifies that. And before you do that, I should tell people we're talking with Juliet Funt, J-U-L-I-E-T-F-U-N-T dot com is the website where you can find out more information about A Minute to Think, Reclaiming Creativity, Conquering Business, and Do Your Best Work. And uh, the point of uh, this 
is that this minute is um, the space you need to be your most productive. But what I'd love you to do is to give an example. Yeah, and the creativity piece is so engaging to people. So we'll do a creativity story. The The subject of the story is John. He is a security guard at a Fortune 200 company. And, and what this company really cares about is filing patents. That's their whole agenda is owning patents. And it happens in this really big place that John, the security guard, uh, who albeit is very, very smart, but John, the security guard, holds the record for filing the most patents in this company. And when I talked to him and when I met him, he was the perfect study of the effects of having sufficient space because 95% of his job is waiting and 5% of his job is acting when needed. And so he can cook an idea, he can iterate, he can follow a thread and abandon it and play with it and noodle on something. The, the kicker of the story is two different times he's been promoted into the innovation department and two different times he has gone back to security for less money because once he was an innovation professional, they gave him all this corporate crap to do all day long and then he couldn't couldn't think anymore. And so I really believe so many times that strategy and creativity is just kind of like getting water to run downhill. All we need to do is move things out of the way and create that space. And the talented people that we've hired will, will execute for us brilliantly. And I think John is a great example of that. Now, how do you take away um, from the corporate culture all of that, the meetings and junk that John, the security guard, was going to be forced to do or was forced to do when he went from being a security guard to a uh, innovation officer and then um, before he got back. How do you take that away? How do you change a corporate culture to build in that space? Well, let's first address the weight of what you're describing so we can talk about removing it. Uh, the, we call it the decrapification of modern work. And that, that weight, that unnecessary work, we actually uh, have data from our clients on how much that costs companies. It's about a million dollars annually for every 50 people if you took wasted time times value of an hour. So it's crushing. And more importantly, it crushes good people's spirits. It crushes that spark that we were talking about that moves me so much watching people try and be extinguished like that. So there are absolutely ways to do it. And the way that you do is you build one norm and then another and then another. And after a while, you step back and you've built a quilt of culture, one norm at a time. Norms about email, norms about meetings, norms about how people communicate and take time off. And so what we tried to do in the book is to build a fail-proof roadmap to build those norms one at a time. And in that fail-proof way to build those norms, um, in other words, one of, one of my joys, um, I, I should tell you when I, uh, I retired as Chief Wellness Officer and Institute Chair at the Cleveland Clinic and on um, going back to the staff, going back to my uh, to a job Literally, I hadn't had uh, in uh, 38 years uh, as a 
going away from being a chair, getting rid of the 15 hours of meeting a week that I had, that, that is the, the typical institute chair's uh, obligation here, was just so freeing um, that I love your, I love the thesis, and it is a book, A Minute to Think. So despite being in, in 15 hours of meetings with very creative people, um, it, it was, they, it took away all the time and all the space. So the analogy of building a fire and missing the ingredient of space just to let it um, be its most uh, burning brightest, I guess you'd say, is I think a great one that you use. The book um, for our audience, we should say, is filled with these just wonderful stories, brilliantly written and executed. A Minute to Think, Juliet Funt, Com. When I got this book, um, I said to the uh, producer who lines up uh, speakers, I can't believe this, I'm not going to be able to do it. And when you read the book, and I forced myself as part of my joy of doing this to read each of the books, um, when you start to read the book, you say, boy, was I wrong. This is a great book. Um, and so thank you, Juliet for writing it, JulietFunt.com. Um, this is a great book. Um, and you if, you if you want a spark of creativity, this is a book to uh, give to someone, if nothing else, for a uh, post-holiday party, start the New Year right party, um, JulietFunt.com. Thanks you, thank to our audience for listening as well as to Juliet. And as a special holiday, we should say thank you to Caitlin for the great engineering she has done despite my orneriness for the whole year. So, Caitlin, thank you. And we'll be back. I think this is uh, the last podcast of this year. But in any case, we'll be back weekly when the new year resumes, thanks very much for downloading us. It's what makes these possible, as well as we should thank our sponsor, LaceFirstNaturals.com, the maker or the producer of both True Biotics, a double probiotic with great numbers of bacteria that survive the gut, as well as bovine colostrum, which helps your gut function after exercise and protects you from exercise and non-steroidal anti-inflammatory induced leaky gut syndrome and leaky and gut problems. Thanks again. We'll be back next week.